What is up, guys? Welcome back to another Beyond the Chair podcast where I go live every Wednesday to discuss a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of things barbering. So today I'm excited. It's a wonderful Wednesday. We're back and you know the topic of the this podcast. You clicked on the video. You know what time it is. You you know what we're talking about. The three classic barber mistakes. Now, look, listen to this. These aren't the sole three, okay? So don't think that I'm going to be the authority on the three classic barber mistakes. And and really, let's just be real. You guys might not even, you guys might be thinking that I'm going to say something specific or something along the lines of what you might be thinking. But trust me, these three things are going to be a lot of things that you probably won't think. You probably won't think of these three things. But more importantly, I want to know what you guys think in the comments below. What are the th three? I'm only giving you three. I'm, don't don't hit me up with the litany of barber mistakes because we all know there's tons out there. There's tons of barber mistakes out there. Okay, so give me your top three. Okay, and whatever it might be, you know, maybe it's physical, the phys you know, the physical act of cutting hair. Maybe it's some behind the scenes stuff. Maybe it's some business stuff. In the comments below, I want to know your three barber mistakes that you see that are out there, whether you've made them yourself, whether you see people make them, or just something that's a classic mistake. But I want classic. I want classic things. I want to know some things that barbers are known for classically doing. Now, of course, with this whole thing, it's kind of funny because, you know, as you guys have clients, I have clients, and, uh, you know, so, some clients, you know, we talk about the barber industry. Or some clients just have questions. Like I have a one client, he's actually interested in becoming a barber. And one of the questions he was asking me was, can you make money as a barber? Like, can you make money? And he's like, man, can you do this and that? Or how good is it? You know? And I was like, it's good. I was like, it just depends on how you do it. I was like, if you do it right, this career can be really good for you. You know, unfortunately, there are a lot of bad apples out there that give people the wrong impression about this industry you know we, we all know right you hear the classic thing of oh this barber's in and out of jail right that stigma you hear the stigma of oh this barber sells drugs out of the barbershop or oh this is a front for money laundering oh they, they got gambling in the back oh they got strippers in the back all sorts of crazy stuff about the barbershop oh they got a bunch of unlicensed barbers in the barbershop and yeah, you know, there, there's just so many, but the three that I'm going to, I should have brought some water up here, <coughs> man. I should have brought some water, man. So, like soon as I start talking, my, my, my throat gets scratchy. I should have brought some water up here. <coughs> oh man. Sorry. Apologize for all my podcasting listeners. You guys are probably like riding in your whips and maybe you're cutting hair. Maybe you're working out. You're like, the hell this dude crazy but a lot of a lot of stuff we see a lot of stuff you know the professionalism we see that we see barbers some barbers smell like weed stuff like this coming to work drunk come in late miss appointments all the time you know you got people sitting there for 30 minutes waiting on you which i'm gonna be honest like here's one thing like as a customer and this is what i don't get sometimes with uh some barbershop uh customers they put up with a lot of crap from barbers, a lot, a lot. And it really blows me away because when you're the customer and you are paying for a service or a product, 
you have the choice of choosing whichever product or service you want. So you're not necessarily tied to a, a specific barber or barber shop. Now, I've noticed with some customers, they feel this way. They feel that way. They feel like they're tied to something. Oh, thanks. See, look, my daughter came and brought me some something to drink. And look, look, here she is. She wants to be a superstar. Just wait, wave, wave at him. You still doing your hair? You're finished? Okay. All right, go play with your brother. Actually, go brush your teeth. You guys got to go to sleep. So, you see, bye. Love you. Helping me out, coming through in the clutch, bringing me, well, this is not Starbucks uh, coffee. This is just a Starbucks cup. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink Starbucks. That's actually kind of funny. The green screen is actually blotted out some of the anyway for all my podcasting listeners if you have not come uh onto the youtube channel and checked out the new setup please do I, I i highly suggest you guys come out and check out the new setup because you know it's kind of cool you know if, if you because I, I kid you not that there's going to be some things in this podcast uh <laughs> that i'm going to speak about but you guys of course the podcast or audio listeners you guys won't be able to um see what I'm talking about, but I'll do my best to illustrate. Okay. I'll do my best to illustrate. So shout out to everyone that's watching. Not sure uh, where you guys are watching from. I, I, I like to do a little heat check and find out where people are actually watching or listening to the podcast from. So let me know in the comments below where you guys are watching from East coast, West coast, uh, Midwest, what country, continent, state, zip code, area code, all that stuff. Last week, we had a lot of people from the East coast. The East coast was heavy. We had like South, I think South Carolina, I think it was, man, was it Boston or Massachusetts? Yeah, Massachusetts, South Carolina, maybe I think North Carolina. Like, man, a lot of people from a lot of different states were repping heavy. And, uh, <laughs> and it was just crazy. But let's get back. Let's get back focused. So. Uh, okay, we got San Antonio, Texas, Crypto J, and then we got Virginia, Desmond Mitchell in the building. But let's get into these classic mistakes, okay? Now, I'm going to I'm gonna give you three of mine. Now, of course, like I said, it's, not, it's probably not going to be what you think, but these are my three that barbers make that are classic barber mistakes. Now, look, I've talked about this before on the channel, talking about you don't want to make classic mistakes, Classic mistakes are classic mistakes for a reason because they are known to happen classically. This is something that it seems like it's passed down from generation to generation or whatever, right? Like it's like it's a rites of passage, like it's the thing to do to get to the next level. But when you eliminate these things, this can make your life a lot easier. This can make things go by so smooth for you because you cannot bump your head and make the same mistakes that everyone else did. And unfortunately, some people like to snort the Coke just to see if the Coke is real. Now, unfortunately, I'm, I'm here to tell you, your man, I do it. Your big brother is here to tell you, you don't have to do that. OK, you don't have to snort the Coke to see if it's real. I'm telling you right now, it's real. OK, don't touch that stuff. It's dangerous. All right. So unfortunately, you know, when you're dealing with younger people, they're hard headed. And this is why I tell younger people to get a mentor. This stuff is important. Get a mentor. Get someone 
uh, that that you can bounce ideas off of some, you know, your your close five or your start, you know, starting five or your close three. Some people that you could rely on, that you trust, that you look up to, that you value their opinion, and if they give you advice, you'll take it because there's nothing worse than you know someone asking for advice and you're giving them good advice, but then they don't take it. Like that's that's absolutely ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Makes no sense to me. So. With this, here are some of my top three. So I'll start from the top and then actually, no, I'm going to start from the bottom and then go work my way to the top. Okay. So classic mistake number one. Oh, and by the way, I, I, you, you all know, if you listen to the podcast, I love classic stuff. I love classic stuff, classic cars, uh, classic style, classic haircuts, you know, all this stuff, but I do not like classic mistakes, okay? Now, listen, classic mistake number one for myself. Now, of course, you guys leave yours in the comments below. I want to know yours. I want to know yours. Leave it in the comments below, okay? But my number one, starting from the bottom, or so I guess you could say this is number three, is not starting with the end in mind. What do I mean by that? I've talked about this on the podcast before briefly. So if you like a loyal podcast listener, like here's one thing. If you're a loyal podcast listener, and I know I got a few of them out there, especially the people on the audio platform. So if you're watching or not watching, but listening on Stitcher, Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, like if you're listening on any of those podcasts and platforms right now, shout out to you. And if you do know what I'm about to say, or whenever I say it, this rings a bell, you're the real MVP. Yo, just pound your chest. Like, give a give a pound in your chest and just say I'm the man and say it with authority. Like, man, I'm the man. Okay, so starting with the end in mind. What do I mean? When you start with the end in mind, because I get a lot of people that ask me questions about barbering and, oh, I'm coming out of school. What about what do I need for this? Or oh, I'm thinking about becoming a barber. I'm not sure. What do I do about this? Or they're like, oh man, I'm new to the shop. Like, what do I need to? This is what I mean by that, starting with the end in mind. So when you go into something, don't just go into something and just be happy to be there. And you're just like, oh, you're just going along for the ride. Like this stuff sounds great in theory. Like, oh, I'm just going along for the ride. No, start with the end in mind. Know what goals you have for the industry. What do you want out of the industry? Do you want to own a barbershop? Do you want to open a school? Do you want to do you want to be a platform artist? Do you want to actually work for one of the clipper companies behind the scenes? Maybe um, who knows? You know, I don't I don't know. But start with this in mind. I want you guys to do this because this is going to make your path a lot easier. This is going to really put your vision at 2020. Because what happens and what I see a lot with barbers is they go through this career and all they do is just, they'll just go through and just work and, you know, treat it as a regular job, which, you know, you can do that, whatever, that, that, you know, if that's what you want to do, cool. But we're trying to win over here. We're trying to win. We're trying to do it big. Okay. So that's not going to cut it. Just going to work and being happy and then, you know, just wash, rinse, repeat. You know, that's not, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. Okay. Starting with the end in mind, you have your goal. Whatever that goal is, let's say you want to open a barbershop and then let's say the, the end game for you is five barbershops. Start putting a roadmap together that can get you there and then have little small goals, little check boxes that you could just check off until you get there. You know, say, you know, maybe goal number one is build up a clientele. Goal number two, you know, these are small goals. Um, 
save up enough money to open a shop and then have enough you know capital to hold you over in case things get rough and maybe you don't hire enough barbers blah 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 then you have another goal get your shop booked fully you know have all the barbers uh have enough barbers for all the chairs that you have then maybe the next step is open another barber shop and then you know repeat that whole cycle until you reach your in-game goal so one thing I've noticed with barbers is you'll see them and a lot of them get frustrated with the career. They they may have been cut hair for 10, 15 years, really have nothing to show for it. And then they get frustrated at the, at the industry. That's not the industry's fault. That's your fault. If you're one of those barbers, that's your fault. But here's the thing. It's not too late to change, right? You, you can start working towards goals just like if you're older or whatever and maybe you don't, you want to, maybe you just realize, oh man, I want to retire in 5, 10, 15, 20 years but you don't have any retirement set aside Like you have absolutely nothing. This is why you can start today. Okay. Yeah. You are behind. Yes, you are behind, but you can start today. Okay. You can start today. Ray Royce. I see we got Idaho in the building. I didn't, I didn't even notice that man, Idaho in the building. Who else we got in the building guys? Like, let me know who else is in the building, please. I want to know. I, I like seeing where you guys are actually listening to the podcast from. It's always fun to see uh, where people are watching or listening to the podcast. So let me know in the, in the comments. But I've, I've just noticed this. I've seen this with many barbers. You know, they, they get very frustrated. And it is, to, it, I mean, look, it's easy to have that bitter, sour taste in your mouth when you just do, didn't do things right and you don't want to take accountability for your actions. Unfortunately, a lot of people do this. They don't want to hold themselves accountable. They want to act like their shit don't stink. And some people are just hard-headed. Some people are very hard-headed. And honestly, dude, ego, being hard-headed, stubborn, that will kill you quicker than a bullet. That will cripple your success. I'm telling you, please don't fall into that mistake. And please don't make that classic barber mistake of not starting with the end goal in mind. Like when I got into barbering, I had an end goal in mind. Now, look, your goals might change. That's fine. Maybe you want to have a school, barbershops, this, that. But then you're like, uh, I don't want a school. I'll just have barbershops. That's fine. Or vice versa. I just want to have a school and not barbershops. That's fine. Do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, have an end goal in mind before you embark on this journey. It's going to help you out so much. Just like with investing, like I said, this really applies to a lot of things. So you guys know that I invest in the stock market, right? I have an end goal in mind of what I want. I want my portfolio to peel me off 50 grand a year. That's what I want passively to generate me 50 grand per year that I don't even have to work for. I, I literally do not have to lift a single finger for, and I get 50 grand a month, which is, some people's annual salaries, but that's my goal for my portfolio. So I've got to check little boxes step by step. I will get there. So I see we got a couple of Californians in the building. We got San Diego and Matt Corona from Cali. Shout out to you guys. And if you guys on the, on the audio platform, if you guys want to tune in to the podcast live, I think I'm going to settle in on a time of 830. I, th I think that's what it's going to be. I think it's going to be 830 from here on out. I, I really struggled for the, for the longest time uh, until until I actually moved up here, got settled, you know, got the new setup going and everything. I, I really struggled with uh, 
I really struggle with like figuring out what time do I want to do the podcast, but I think 8.30 is a good time. Between 8.30 and 9. So for all you listeners out there, if you guys are trying to check it or catch it live, I think I'm going to settle in on 8.30. Now, what I'm what I'm actually starting to do, and I did this today, I, I put out the thing that I'm actually doing it. I scheduled it, basically. I scheduled this live stream so you guys could actually know, like, oh, man, he's going to be live at this time. Like, oh, he's going to be live around this time. But here's the thing. Every Wednesday, you can pretty much expect the podcast to be happening, you know. So if you know it's Wednesday, you know your man I do is going to be in the house, okay. So, <laughs> you know, just look out for that. But let's go on to classic mistakes number two. My classic mistake, of course, leave yours in the comments below. I want to know your three classic barber mistakes, whether you've made them, where you, whether you've seen people make them, or you've seen a combination of the two. Let me know in the comments below. Number two not acquiring new skills. So, you know, this barbering thing is a career. If you look at it, if you treat it that way, if you treat this as a profession, yes. How many times have you seen someone ask you like, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a barber. They're like, oh, and you don't know how to interpret this. You're, you're kind of like, wait, what, what does that mean? Whoa, whoa. You, you just said, what? Like, you know, how many times did you see this? A lot. <laughs> Unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot. A lot of people kind of be like, oh, okay. But here's the thing. Again, a few bad apples spoil the bunch because what's ended up happening is maybe this person has a weird perception of barbers or the barber industry based off of their previous experiences. Rightfully so. Like life in general, the way you navigate life is you the way you feel and approach things are based off of your experiences. So if you've had bad, bad experiences, that just is what it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just kind of silly. I, it's funny. Cause this is just up here. So I just kind of like fidget with it, this money. I just fidget with it. But, uh, so let me go back to, uh, to what I was saying. So not acquiring new skills. So unfortunately people, they, oh my goodness, they just think that they know it all, especially if you get if you get to a point in your career where you're good, let's say you have a good clientele base, you're making good money, and life seems to be okay, you don't think you need to learn anything else. You just think you got it like that. You just think like, oh man, I'm good, I don't need to learn anything else, like shh. Like, I'm doing good right now. Why do I need to learn anything else? Because things change. Just like any profession, like a doctor, a lawyer, uh, whether you're like a software developer, a network engineer, a car mechanic, you know, like there's different updates in your career field. Maybe some new technology comes out. Maybe this new process or maybe something, especially with hair, like styles might change. You know, so if you're not staying up to date on these things, you can get easily left behind. When people come in asking for something and you can't provide the service, they're going to go to someone else who can. And this is what I mean by that. A lot of barbers don't acquire new skills. They do not develop. If you do not, <laughs> I swear, you will become extinct, okay, if you do not learn how to adapt. That's the best way to become extinct is by failing to adapt to your surroundings, okay? And... It, it, it's just really, it, it's really frustrating. And you see this a lot. This is a very classic mistake. And you, you'll see, like you go to the, uh, 
you go to the hair shows, for instance. Let's, let's talk about the hair shows. And a lot of people go to the hair show, or the hair shows for like the hair cutting class. Maybe you want to pick up some tools, or you may want to watch a demo, or maybe you want to watch the hair battle. But the educational classes, you know, has a very low turnout because people aren't interested in that. People, maybe you like, oh, I make enough money. But here's the thing. Are you a good steward of your money? That's the, that's the most important thing. Are you a good steward of the money? If you're not, then you may want to pay attention. You may want to soak up some of this game. Just like here on this podcast, I've been talking about money a lot the past six to seven months ever since the pandemic started. Because I feel this stuff is more important right now than learning how to cut hair. I've been trying to tell people like, dude, okay, like, yeah, you can fade or, okay, you want to learn how to do this and that. But do you have these other skills? Do you know how to budget your money? Do you know how to invest your money? Do you have tons of debt? You know, is your life structured in a way where your life is easy? Like right now, my life is pretty easy. Like the, you know, I'm just doing stuff, you know, things happen. Like I, to I told you guys before, like something happened with, with my vehicle a while ago, or you know, maybe a little over a month ago. No sweat because life is easy. You know, you have things in place where if things were to happen, you have things in the means to take care of stuff like this. But some people, it becomes an event. It becomes disastrous. Their life is falling apart. Oh, my week is horrible. Oh, my weekend is over. Oh, my life sucks. This is not the type of life that you want to live, okay? And I've been talking about, well, I don't even know if I've been talking about this on the podcast, but but yeah, been spending a lot of money lately. You see the whole new setup and, and everything for the, for the podcast and some of my other videos. I spent a lot of money on this stuff, uh, but it's really all for you guys. So, you know, for those of you that are curious, you know, if you donate to the channel, you know where your money's going. Your money's going back to be invested into the YouTube channel so I can give you guys good content. And that's the whole purpose behind it, especially now that my YouTube channel is profitable and I'm actually making money off of YouTube now. Um, I still like to reinvest money back into the channel because it really does help you guys. And, you know, it helps me, of course, because I mean, that, that's the whole idea. It's an investment so I can make more money. But it's also to help you with your viewing experience and everything else. Like you see the new microphone. If any of you remember the old microphone, let me know which one sounds better. I would think or not would hope this microphone sound better. This thing costs 400 bucks. I will hope it sound better. Ivy Mac, my man, Ivy Mac, I haven't seen you in a while. Well, I've seen you around in the comments of other people's videos, but I haven't seen you on the podcast in a while. Shout out to Ivy Mac. But that mistake, um, you do not want to make mistake number two, not, not acquiring new skills. You got to acquire new skills. This is so important in barbering. And I, I, here's the thing. It's good to watch a haircut tutorial. Maybe you get inspired. Maybe you see something that, like, oh, man, like, he did it like this, and it came out good. You're like, oh, okay, let me try this one day. I've been doing, look, I've been doing that ever since I started. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, way before the YouTube channel, well, I shouldn't say way before the YouTube channel because I wasn't barbering before I had this YouTube channel. I was actually doing MMA videos on this YouTube channel then I actually became a barber and introduced barbering videos. But what I'm saying is acquire new skills. Go to some classes. Now, here's the thing. And this is what pisses me off about barbers. 
they love to say, oh, I, I don't want to pay for this class. Whether it's online class, whether it's maybe someone comes to your town and you just pay and go, whether you fly out somewhere and go, here's a little nugget for you. That stuff is a tax write-off. That is a business expense. You are a business. If you're a barber, if you're, you know, 1099, self-employed, like, you know, got LLC, you got an S-Corp, like, whatever, sole proprietorship, whatever. You are your business. Stop complaining about paying for a class, whether it's $200, $400, $500. It is a business expense because here's the thing that I hate. I hate seeing all these barbers saying, oh, I'm making all this money, son. Like, oh, I'm, I'm out here getting it. But then when it comes time to buy some new clippers that are expensive or a or go to a class or a seminar, they don't want to do it because they're like, oh, man, I'm already, I'm good. I'm making money, blah, blah, blah. Or they're just like, I don't want to pay for no class. These are business expenses. Once you guys get deep into your career and you're making good money, you're like, man, it's pretty good. I'm doing pretty good for myself. I got a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. What I want you guys to do is this. Start looking and planning like, hey, let me go to CT Barber Expo. Let me go to Las Vegas. Let me go to BarberCon. Let me go to, you know, this show in Florida. What's the one in Florida? Um, What's the big one in Florida? Dang, I forgot the name. What's that? Anybody, help, someone help me in the comments. What's the name of that show in Florida? Oh, the Orlando premiere. Go to, the, you know, go to these shows. Business expense. You could write off the flights. You could write off the hotels, the rental car, your food. You paying for to go to the event and maybe any other um, seminars that they have there. You can. This is stuff is all a tax write off. And if you're making money, you're gonna need some tax write offs. So let's say that event is for the weekend. Okay, the event might be a Saturday Sunday event. Let's say you fly in Thursday. Okay, you fly in Thursday and you know have a, have a little fun Thursday. Then you have some fun on Friday. You extend your trip all the way out. You leave on, let's say, Tuesday. So you, you're having fun. You know, you, you, you're doing what you came to go there for. You know, it's legit. It's a business trip. But you took a couple extra days to chill. So you have a little vacation mixed in with your business. And then you can write all of this stuff. Now, of course, refer to your CPA, okay? You want to talk to your CPA about this and see how you can navigate this to where you could actually get the most out of it as far as uh, your taxes is concerned and how you can really work this out where you could really make the most of a trip like this. Because a lot of stuff are business expenses. This microphone that I just bought, I'm writing this thing off on my taxes. This boom arm that I just bought, I'm writing this damn thing off on my taxes. These lights that are flanking me that are not on, I'm writing those off on my taxes. That light right there that's shining on me. I'm writing this off on my taxes. This MacBook Pro that I just bought recently, I'm writing this off on my taxes, okay? And you got to be smart because the way I look at it is I look at my things and I say to myself, oh, man, I know how much, well, an estimate, how much I'm going to have to pay. So I'm, like, looking at myself like, man, do I need to buy some stuff to, you know, reduce some of my, my tax bill? And, yeah, that's what I did because I'm like, hey, you know, making this money on YouTube, let me, uh, you know, buy a few things. You know, let me do this. Just like with barbering. Uh, what was it? A few days ago, or I think it was last week, maybe, I ordered a bunch of capes from Illusion. If you, I don't know if you guys know who Illusions is. Uh, they're on Instagram. They also have a website. It may be called Illusions.com. You know, you can you can quote me on that. But they, um, 
they have really nice capes. Nice capes. Uh, I think they do smocks and aprons and stuff like that. They do custom stuff, but really nice capes. And I ordered like three capes. It was like uh, $40, $40, and $20, I think. But yeah, ordered a bunch of capes because I'm like, dude, I need some write-offs. bro. I need some write-offs. You know what I mean? Because I was looking at it. And I'm like, man, my expenses are pretty low, which is kind of crazy. But I think, it, you know, it kind of helps with coronavirus and things like this. Like I haven't really been spending a lot on things. And I think what also helps is buying in bulk. And I always tell you guys, buy in bulk. This will help you out a lot, help you out tons, but acquiring new skills. So like I said, it doesn't have to be whether, you know, it's haircutting. It could be financial, you know, financial knowledge that you acquire. Maybe some stuff about real estate that you acquire, but acquire new knowledge. Okay. So let's go into number three, but it's number one on my list. Not investing, not investing, whether it's in the financial markets or they're not investing in their tools. This is a classic barber mistake. Now, I told you guys, some barbers, they end up broke or they end up with nothing to show for all their hard work over the years. Um, I've got a barber that works with me. He's been, he's been a barber for over 10 years, maybe 15. I'm, I'm not quite sure on the, the actual number. But he's like burnt out on the career. You know, he's working at a gas station, you know, and he's just burnt out on barbering. And it sucks because at one point, and this is through my conversation with him, you know, he was making good money at one barbershop, but he was not a good steward of his money. So he wasted. He had nothing to show for his efforts. And it left a sour taste in his mouth. So he's just like, eh, I'm burnt out on it. I'm going to go drive trucks. I think that's his plan eventually is to start driving trucks, but not investing guys. Here's one thing you don't want to do when you do something that's very hard or you spent an extended amount of time doing something. Here's one thing you do not want to do. You do not want to go through everything that you went through to find out in the end, you have nothing to show for it. Do not make this classic mistake. And this isn't just a barber mistake. This is a life mistake that a lot of people make in their lives. Well, they'll work at, work at a job for 10, 20 years. Or let's say they just made a lot of money through their lifetime, but they never had a budget. They never invested. They never knew what to do with the money. They just spent it as quick as it came in or spent more than what came in, which is why a lot of people are in debt. And by the way, I'm about to pay my wife's car off this week. So I've got a, I'm going to, I'm going to call tomorrow. I'm going to call, I'm going to call GM financial tomorrow and be like, yo, how can I send you this 13 grand? I was like, I'm trying to get you out of my life because that's going to free up $500 every month for me. And that's a beautiful feeling to know that I have no debt. I mean, I have credit cards, but the thing is I pay them off every month. So I don't look at that as debt because it's just money that I spend and I just use it and I get the points and the reward money and all this stuff. Okay. Case in point, right? So I get 1%, 3% and 6% cash back. It just depends on where I shop. I bought this MacBook Pro with, with my credit card and that purchase, I get 
very tiny, right? 1%. But this MacBook, with me using my credit card, I got $22 back. That's free money. Look, I'm not going to, look, you can say what you want, whatever. I'll take $22 back versus $0 back. So this is why, you know, I, I try and be as smart with my money as possible, save as much money as possible, try not to waste money. Uh, this is the worst. You know, I've wasted a lot of money in my lifetime. I've you know, bought stupid things and had nothing to show for it, wasted money, things like I mean, I've done it, dude. I've, I've done a lot of it, done it all. You know, you think of it, I've probably done it all. But I want to tell you guys this so you don't make the same mistakes that I made. What did Jay-Z say? Hove did that. So hopefully you don't have to go through that. I was raising the projects, roaches and rats. Okay? So I don't want you guys making the same mistakes. Learn, please. Do not make classic mistakes because you think it's a rites of passage. Like, oh, I'm not the man unless I do this. No, you're an idiot if you do this. Okay? So please listen to me. Invest your money. Know where you're trying to go. If you have dreams, aspirations, you know, things that you want out of your life, put a clear picture together where you can see it. When you just, when you just think, you close your eyes, you think about it. It's one of those things where your vision is so clear that you can imagine what you're doing. It's like you're there. It's almost like if you just put your hand out, you feel like you could just touch it, but it's not really there. And it frustrates you because you can see it so clearly. That's how you should organize what you're trying to do for the future in barbering with your finances. Okay. Like whether you want to just retire from barbering, like case in point, like, and I've talked about this before. Uh, I'm not sure how many of you know, the barber game changer on YouTube. He has a YouTube channel, great YouTube channel, great barber. And he has this new series that he does called game changer conversations and cuts, which by the way, he's in Dallas area, right? He, I think he cuts in Arlington. I cut in the Dallas area as well. I tell you what, that dude's hard to get in contact with. I, I tell you what, that dude is hard to get in contact with. But he has a new series, Game Changer Conversations of Cuss. And he talks to these different barbers, and he had he just wrapped up his first season. And boy, oh boy, I'm so disappointed with the barbers that are on there because when he, he'll ask some questions about like stuff like, oh, do you invest? Oh, uh, what, 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 are you have a plan to retire? But they don't, they like, they say no to some of the questions, which are bad answers. And then they say, oh, I don't know. And, and I'm just like, or they want to do something, but they don't have a clear path. And this is the type of stuff that I'm talking about in Barber. And you would think these guys are successful because they portray it, right? They, from the exterior, they look like, oh, man, like this is the type of barber I would look up to. But in reality, these guys are dumb because they are ignoring these things. And these guys are well into their barber career where you would think at this point they probably have or should have enough money to be doing this or they should be putting money away for this or they should be living a certain lifestyle, whatever, right? Whatever your imagination is, but they should be pretty secure. But here's the thing. A lot of people don't do this. This is a classic barber mistake. They fail to invest for the future, whether it's your retirement or whatever your investment goals are. People fail to do this, and this is dumb, guys. Trust me on this one. I was just talking to my man uh, uh, Anthony on Instagram. We, you don't know why did I even say his name, Anthony? It's not like you guys know who I'm even talking about. But <clears throat> I was talking with him on Instagram and uh, through the DMs, actually, right before I started this podcast. 
And I was just like, dude, if I would have, by the way, hindsight's always 2020, right? Hindsight is always 2020. Okay. And I was telling him that if, if I had the knowledge that I have now, when I was 18, I'd be a multimillionaire right now. Here's another thing. If I would have done what the old dude told me when I was 18, I would have been a multimillionaire by now. Because if I would have just listened to him, actually took action, right? Actually did the stuff, not just like, oh man, this dope, man. That sounds good, man. That's some good information. And then you just go back to BS. That's the problem a lot of people make. So you guys might be annoyed that like, man, you're always talking about this. Oh man, I'm hoping that it resonates and you actually take action. I might say it once and you're like, oh man, real shit, dog. Like, oh, oh, snap, man. Re real talk, bro. 100, you little 100 emojis. Yeah. I hope you're taking action with the comment or with the emoji or the flames or the fire, like whatever. I hope you're taking action with it because all of that stuff is nothing if you're not taking action. So if I say it once and it resonates and you're like, man, that's good, but you're not doing it. Okay. I say it again. You're like, oh man, I say it five times, then maybe you start getting annoyed or maybe you're still in there. You're still listening. And then by the 10 times you're like, all right, man, I got to start doing this, man. Like that, man, you start looking at your life. Things are crumbling. Things aren't the way you want. And that sucks because you can live a better life. Like it's life is so easy, guys. Like my life right now is on. It seems like it's on autopilot because things are just going so well. And what do I have to attribute to that? Me structuring my life and getting everything in order, getting all your affairs in order. When your life is in order, it's easy to navigate. When you're financially free, you don't have these little silly fears that other people have. Like, oh, man, like, how am I going to pay for this bill? Oh, man, how am I going to pay for that bill? Oh, my car breaks down. Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, uh, what, man, how am I going to pay rent? Oh, man, I'm short on booth rent. This is stupid. If any of you all are having these thoughts or problems in your life, these are stupid. Because here's one thing you need to do. Get your affairs in order. It may take some time. Getting out of the predicaments that you caused, they take time. It's not going to be like this. You're not going to hit the lottery. We're not trying to do get rich quick, okay? It may take some time, but you can get there, okay? You just got to be patient. Delay a lot of the gratification. Ignore a lot of the people around you. A lot of people want to portray a certain image, a certain way of prosperity, but obviously that's not true. I see it come through the barbershop all the time. I see people come through the barbershop all the time and they're like, oh, you know, but then they want to get a haircut and then they can't afford my haircuts. And I'm just like, dude, the, the picture just looks weird, right? You look like a million bucks, but you can't pay this price for the haircut. Something's wrong. Something is wrong. Okay. There's this one guy from my barber college, right? He was like, he hit, he DM me on Instagram, right? He was like, yo, man, I want to get a haircut, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, man, but I can't pay, you know, $40. He's like, man, it's expensive. And I'm just like, yeah, man, sorry. You know, I'm like, dude, I, I, what do you want me to do, right? What do you want me to do? But here's the thing. I think maybe three weeks, four or five weeks ago, I see this dude on Instagram, you know, with money, 
you know, he he he's doing a little money phone. He he's over here like whoops, I'm over here dropping on. He's over here like this. He's he's got the 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 little money sleeve or whatever whatever they be doing. On his, and I'm just like, I'm just like just just a little while ago you couldn't afford these haircuts, but you on Instagram right now. It's crazy, man. Crazy, bro. Drew Drew's cuts. What's up, man? My man Marcos Diaz. I see you in the building. Oh man, let me drink some more, <clears throat> man. So those are the three classic barber mistakes. Those are the three classic barber mistakes. Like I said, in the comments below, drop yours. Drop yours. Whether you've made these mistakes before, whether you've seen barbers make make these mistakes uh, before, or it's a combination of the two. I want to know yours. Please fire fire it up in the comments below. But we're going to get into the questions portion of the podcast because <clears throat> man, my bad guys. Jeez. I don't know what the hell's in my throat. Even with I mean the water helps, but dang, there's some something must want me to be. But we're going to get into the questions. So, like I said, like I said, if you want to ask questions, DM me on Instagram or here's what happens, guys. I told you guys this last week and I'll tell you again on my community tab. I post a little survey where you can ask me questions, barber related questions to be answered on the podcast. You can leave your questions there or on Instagram. I'll leave a story asking you guys to leave some questions that you want me to answer on the podcast. So that's where you can do those things. And if you don't know what the community tab is, if you actually click on my channel on YouTube, there'll be a tab that says community. And I can like post something like maybe a poll picture or whatever. It's all under the community tab, but I recommend you hit that notification bell because you can stay up to date on everything that I post and blah, blah, blah. But also I've noticed on YouTube in the, especially if you're using your phone, there's a, a button there where you could actually only receive uh, like the videos and you can re receive videos and post. So for all my podcast listeners, you guys probably don't give a damn about that. But for the view, uh, the YouTube viewers. Yeah. So first question we got, how long did it take you to learn the technique for fading? Now, this is a loaded question. Well, not really a loaded question. The answer might be loaded because the answer is simple. But it does come with some technicality. So it, the, how long did it take for me to learn the technique for fading? I would say I'm still learning because I'm still learning every day. I'm st but here's the thing. Here's my goal. My goal for me, this is just me, is to hit a mastery level. I want to get on a mastery level when you talk about like fading and things like that. I feel like I'm very close. I feel like I'm very close, which uh, you guys know, I, like I haven't posted a haircut tutorial video in, in a while, but I think whenever I come back to posting haircuts, you guys will see a difference in my work. You'll see a difference because I, I, I can see a difference. But as far as like, how did it learn? Like I'm still learning, so I don't think I've got it. But as far as the actual technique for fading, I think I learned that fairly quickly. But the thing was mastering these techniques. That's the hardest part. So I learned the techniques in barber college. So if you want to say like less than a year, but to actually master those techniques, 
it took me actually quite a long time. Uh, appreciate you for coming in, Drew Cuts. I'll, I'll check you out next time. But that's that answer. Next question. Do you prefer doing a taper or low fade? Um, th that's an interesting question because two totally different fades, two, do two totally different looks, um, and the difficulty level is totally different because with – with fade, well, with tapers, there's so many different tapers, right? There's low tapers, mid tapers, high tapers. Then there's a shadow taper, and then there's a ball taper, you know. So it's a tricky one, you know. I, and I fade with all different types of clippers, right? I, I fade with the Masters. I fade with the Envies with the wall fade blades. Sometimes I fade with the Supras, you know. So it really just all depends. But what do I prefer? And here's one thing, like with barbers. A lot of barbers struggle with a drop fade or a low fade because you got to fade in on this like curve and you got to make it symmetrical and it has to be very even and flow with the curvature of the head and then the guideline that you create because it dips in the back and it's like a roller coaster. That is, from what I've heard from a lot of barbers, they struggle with doing drop fades. It's like really hard or low fades, whatever. Honestly, for me, they're actually really easy. I actually do enough of them that it's actually easy for me to do those fades. I kid you not. I actually kind of prefer doing a drop fade or a low fade over, I, I wouldn't say over a taper. Oh, well, actually, you know what? I will say over a taper because I just like the look of it better, a drop fade or a low fade, because a taper is just a taper. It's like, eh, unless they have like maybe a, a nice style on top, you know, maybe, but for the most part, that's not the case with a lot of the people that I cut. Like it may be just like a shorter, like a brush length or whatever. And it's just whatever, right? It's just a taper, just looks like a classic look. But the drop or low fade, man, they look dope when they're faded good. Man, it is clean, pristine. And uh, but as far as like speed, tapers are quicker, especially for me. Doing the taper, like as far as the fading portion, yeah, tapers quicker by far. And I've noticed with tapers. I notice like more these days I fade down when I'm doing tapers. Next question. If you could explain the purpose of clipper over comb with the lever open and cutting vertically while using clipper over comb. Uh, excellent question. Too bad I don't have clippers to show you. But what he's asking is the purpose of clipper over comb with the lever open. You'll see some people, they'll do a clipper over comb with the lever open. Typically, people do it with the lever closed. Um, I used to do this when I, I would do it with the lever open and I'm going to explain why I did it and then why I stopped. Why I did it was I was a pussy and I was scared to actually really go in there and get, get with it with the clipper over comb. Once I got comfortable with clipper over comb, I'm like, what the hell was I doing, doing this with the lever open? I was like, I closed that damn lever and just got in there. It's like doop, 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 way quicker, way easier process. Now, here's one reason you might use the lever open. It's one, because you don't want to take the full amount off. Now, let's say you're creating a shape, right? Let's say you're doing a comb over, and there's that little overhang, right? And you can just hit it with clipper over comb. So instead of closing the lever where you're going to get a very harsh, blunt look, you can open the lever to give a more softer look on that little area. But this portion where you created the shape, you used the lever closed. Because that's what you want to do. If you're trying to create the shape, you want to put that lever closed and just knock that out. But on that little top portion, 
it may be in your better interest to leave the lever open. And I've seen some people put a one guard on there or like put a detachable with a uh, one blade, one A blade, and just do that because it won't take off a bunch at the same time. It'll give a more feathered, softer look. So in that case, I do use the lever open in those cases. But if I'm trying to create a shape, no, I am not. The lever is completely closed. Now, let's talk about that vertical thing because most people, let me grab some, I'll, I'll just use this. Most people, when they do clipper over comb, they'll be like this, boom, this, boom, this, boom. They're, they're going parallel like this, parallel like this. But he's asking about vertically. So if I come in here, boom, and I'm going vertical, what was this question? Uh, oh, okay, and cutting vertically using clipper over comb. Now, this is what I do. Sometimes what I'll do is this. I'll go parallel. I'll just go boom, 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 boom. And then if I see some stuff that needs to be cleaned up, I will come in and go vertical because I know I can create the perfect shape and I know I'm coming up and I can see every little piece. And for some reason, I just like doing it that way because I can I can really get in there and I know that I'm not taking too much off. Whether if I just go this way, it's kind of weird. But as far as the vertical thing, if, if you're talking about just fading, I actually like that because I do that a lot sometimes when, let's say I'm doing a blend and let's say I want to just clean up a little spot. I'll just come in and just go vertical with it. Or if I just want to remove some bulk, right? I could just use clipper over comb. And it's so quick using clipper over comb that way rather than going through all the guards and blah, blah, blah. Clipper over comb is a is a great technique when you know how to use it and using it properly because you can remove, remove a bunch of hair and you can create lengths that you can't necessarily replicate with guards. It'd be really hard to get that length using a guard. But with clipper over comb, you can create really, really custom lengths and custom shapes that will be very hard to replicate uh, than guards. Next question. Talk about advantages and disadvantages of a suite and a tour of yours, maybe. Now, let's start from this last question first. A tour of my suite. Now, on the channel, there's actually videos where I give a tour of my suite. I would suggest you watch those videos. Just search through the channel, and there's a video where, there's one video where I went through the entire suite and showed every single thing that I have in the suite. I'm talking about all the products and everything, but it wasn't designed fully how it is now and the, but there's more a more updated version of that video on the channel you can check that out but talk about the advantages and disadvantages of a suite now if you guys don't know what a suite is a suite is like a room a private area where and it's really really popular with barbers these days uh they have the salon suites where it's a building with nothing but suites in it from barbers cosmetologists estheticians nail techs and massage or massage therapists like all sorts of people the advantage of a suite is you get the privacy. And from talking to a lot of my clients, a lot of clients like the privacy. They like being in that setting where they're not on the floor or they're not um, out in the open area and, you know, kind of have to deal with other conversation or hear other people or have people staring at them. They feel more open to talk and or, or more free to have a conversation with you rather than being on the floor. Uh, that, that's another advantage of the suite. Uh, when you work in a suite, um, you know, it's like the, you know, this advantage is also a disadvantage in that you're your own boss. You're, it's, it's like your own barbershop, but a very sm much smaller space. You know, it's, it's a suite. 
you know, you have to run it like a business. It's not like you're just a barber at the shop and you kind of come and go as you please. Yeah, you can do that in the suite, but you're going to have to pay for that, right? You're going to live by the sword and die by the sword, which, again, that's the disadvantage of having a suite. Um, Another disadvantage of having a suite is, which it could be, is, you know, you don't get that barbershop feel. You don't get that barbershop atmosphere because it's just you. Now, there are some suites where you can get them where it's like two people, three or four people suites. There are a little bit more, of course, but you can get those and people do this. So that's uh, one of the disadvantages uh, of, of having a suite. Luckily, in my scenario, I've got the best of both worlds because my suite is within a barber shop. So I have the best of, best of both worlds. I, I can simply just walk outside my door. And go hang out with everyone else, you know, just go out there, boom, boom, boom. And like, I'm right in the barbershop atmosphere, but I can walk a few steps and go right back into the suite atmosphere. And suites are great because you could decorate it how you want. And all, like I say, guys, all barbershops are different. Some barbershops give you the freedom to do certain things. And then some barbershops don't give you the freedom to do certain things. I've heard barbers where, you know, the owner's like, hey, I want everyone to be the same. Oh, I want everyone to have the same color smock or, oh, if you're going to have a, I kid you not, I was talking to one of my barber brothers over, I think it was like over the weekend or maybe last week. Yeah, I know it was last week actually. And he was telling me like one shop he went to, he wanted to put a fan in the shop and he was like, no, the barbershop owner wouldn't let him. He blocked it because it wasn't the same type of fan that's in the shop. He wants continuity, this barbershop owner. He's very meticulous, very specific, you know, and I'm like, dude, hell no. Like, you taking it way too far. You know what I mean? That's too much. But sweets definitely have their advantages. And, but here's another disadvantage with a suite, especially if you're in like a salon suite type atmosphere where it's just all sweets. If you don't have your own book, if you don't have a full clientele list, it's going to be hard, buddy. It's going to be hard, okay, because one thing with those type of places, most of the people that are in them, they have a full clientele. So there's not a lot of walk-in. So if you're going into that situation, you better do a lot of marketing, a lot of word of mouth, a lot of referral work. But you want to do that because if you don't, it's going to be very, very, very difficult, okay, because there aren't a lot of walk-ins walking through those places. So just know that. But. Next question. Some good questions. I'll say it with some good questions. Whoa. Okay. Does Vibe FX, the Vibe FX, cost trimmers and could you review them? Uh, now, he's talking about the Babyliss, the hand massager, the cordless one. Uh, I have, actually, I have the Oster, the old school one, the one that's like rattle your damn ha uh, hand off. Um, I don't know about the Vibe FX causing trimmers because, one, I haven't used them. And could I review them? Maybe I, I'm going to be honest, like maybe one day I, I'm not going to say yes and lie to you. But as far as trimmers, um, let me look up the word trimmers because uh, that's a very I need to I need the dip, the the Webster definition of the word trimmers, not trimmers as in liners, but trimmers. OK, trembling, frisian, shakiness. Ah, okay, okay. Spasms, shivers, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I get it. Exactly what I thought he was talking. The word trimmers is. Um, I would assume so, right? If it's a hand massager, those things, you know, it's 
vibrating and pulsating through your hand to whatever part of the body that you're touching. So I would assume that it does cause tremors because I know that that uh, that Oster one definitely caused tremors and you can't even hold that thing on your hand for a long time. Your hand will start getting wore out. Next question, which detachable blades do you recommend to be zero gapped? I would, you know, for you guys, and you guys know, like I fade with the detachables a lot. I love detachables. And you guys know, if you guys pay attention to the, to the channel, I zero gap my detachable blades, all of them. And I made a video on how to zero gap your detachable blades. It's on the channel. Go check it out if you're curious. The For you, what would I recommend? I would only recommend you zero gap the blades from the outliner blade to the triple zero blade. Every, anything above that, you don't need it. But those three or four, I would recommend you do that. Next question. Which, uh, would you recommend the Wall Magic Clip Cordless for the Staggered Tooth Blade? Um, I'm going to say no. Uh, and I'm just ba basing this off of your question. You said, would you recommend the Wall uh, Magic Clip Cordless for the Staggered Tooth Blade? So you're saying for, specifically for the Staggered Tooth Blade. No, because... You can just go out and buy that stagger tooth blade if you have another wall clipper. And two, that blade ain't all that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Let's just be real. Um, th that blade ain't all that. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to spend too much time on that question. Next. Okay. Do barbers make a comfortable living financially free? I get this question all the time. And I have one of my clients. He's younger. I think he's 17. About to graduate. Yeah, he's actually about to graduate. And he's curious about being a barber. And he was asking me questions like, oh, man, do you make, you know, do barbers make money? Can you make money? It's a good career. I'm like, yes, if you do it right. Unfortunately, you've seen a lot of bad examples. And we talked about this earlier in the podcast, so I'm not going to harp on it anymore. But I told him, yeah. I'm like, dude, yeah, you can make some good money. And I was telling him, I was like, yeah, Saturday I made some, you know, I made decent money. You know, I, was I told this to Marcos Diaz in one of the videos. And he was like, He's like, how much? And I was like, you know, just take a guess. He's like, three hundred dollars. I was like, more. And he was like, whoa. And I know some people make that in a week. You know, if you work part time or if you got like a useless job, you know. But it is possible to make good money as a barber. You just have to do it right. Put yourself in a good position. Surround yourself with good barbers. Have a good mentor. This stuff is important, youngsters. I'm telling you, because it can save you a lot of headache and heartache. And you can get to your goals faster. And by the way, financially free, uh, before I say next, yes, 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 yes. Yes, you can be financially free. Financial freedom, you can get this in any profession, whether you work at McDonald's and you're a fry cook, whether you work at Walmart or Target, pushing buggies, you know, scanning stuff, stocking stuff, like whatever. You work for UPS, FedEx, whatever you do, you can be financially free in anything that you do. Just like I told you guys earlier. I'm paying my wife's car off this week. And you know what that means. That's going to mean I'm going to have no debt minus my mortgage. So I got the mortgage. That's that's the debt. But that's pretty good debt. But as far as any other debt, no. I won't have any other debt but my mortgage after this week. And that is a good feeling. You could be financially free. I'm a living example of it, okay? So if I could do it, you can do it. I know you can. And there's other examples of other barbers out here that are doing it as well. So use us as an example. We can do it. And it's not like I'm someone special. Like you might be listening to the, to the podcast or whatever or watching the video or whatever. I'm not all that special. You might, you guys might think I'm a unicorn. Trust me, it's not. Look, look, there's nothing coming out of my forehead. 
I am no different than you guys. If I can do this stuff, you can do it too. Just get your life in order. It's that simple. Next. Advice for barbers getting out of school. I still have nine months left, but want to get ahead. Start. Okay, look. First, you got to figure out what type of barber you want to be. Like I said earlier, this goes into the mistakes that, that barbers make. Start with the end in mind. What kind of goals do you have? Figure this out first because I don't want you waywardly going out, going to places randomly, but you don't have you have no game plan. You just want to cut hair. Don't do this. Have an end goal in mind, please. Just like when I got out of the barbershop, I wanted to work in the suite, but I knew I knew no one here. So that would be very difficult. That would be a tough proposition for me to accomplish because I don't know anyone here. I'm not from here. And I'm going to have to do this. So I was like, dude, I found a barbershop that has suites in it. And I said to myself, whoa, I get the best of both worlds. I am in there. Now, listen, start with the end in mind. Don't be in a rush to go work somewhere. Map things out. Find out if this shop is the right vibe. If you go there, go there as a customer. Don't go there as like, hey, I'm a barber. I'm looking for this. Go there as a customer and just see how they treat you. If this is up your alley, then Pursue it more. Been like, hey, man, I'm looking to, you know, I'm a barber. I'm actually looking to work. Blah, blah, blah. Cool. Do that. Okay. And also, start promoting your work on Instagram now, whether you, you know, if you're going to use Instagram or social media to market yourself, start doing this stuff now, building your portfolio now, getting your name thrown out there now. So you're just not like some new face once you actually get your license. Start working out. And if you can start finessing some of them clients in the barber college, you could actually bring these clients over to you. And they could actually become your customer. So this is a tip for you, you know, for you guys uh, with Barber, uh, with Barber College. And always be willing to learn because I'm telling you, once you get into the barbershop, it's go time. It's not time to learn. It's not time for someone to show you this or come fix your mistakes. That Look, the barber next to you is busy. He's booked. And he's trying to work on 30-minute appointments. He ain't got time to show you anything, and nor is it his responsibility. So a lot of you barbers getting out of barber, don't think it's the owner's responsibility to show you how to fade or teach you this technique and teach you that. Or this other barber like, oh, you know, why don't you show me this, man? That's not his obligation, okay? His, not, his obligation is not to you. When you become a professional and you step into that barber shop, you better be ready to go. Do you understand? Be ready to go. Okay, have your skills ready. You know, of course, there may be some learning, you know, learning pains, growing pains, all the stuff. You know, you're going to get there, but it's okay. You know, just be smart about the way you get out of barber school. You know, make sure you're ready. Mess up as much as you can. Take a lot of L's in barber college. And what I mean by L's, I don't mean losses. I mean learning lessons. Take a lot of L's. Take as many L's as you possibly can while you're in barber college, because it's, you're only going to get better from it. That's the whole purpose of barber college. You can mess up as much as you want. They're paying, cheap, uh, they're paying a cheap amount for a haircut and they're signing a waiver. Not the case when you go into the barbershop. Be ready. Okay. Next. Whoa, is that it? Whoa, that's it? Oh, wow. That's it. I, I blew through those questions. Okay. Okay. Man, that was quick. Okay, so... Let me see if there's any any questions in the, in the comment box real quick before I uh, get up out of here. If you guys want to leave some questions, drop some questions before we wrap up this podcast because I'm going to wrap this podcast up here. Uh, we're 
just been we've been rocking for about an hour and five minutes or so. So, you know, appreciate y'all for tuning in and all that good stuff. Like I say, if you want to leave questions, you could either DM me on Instagram, hit up the community tab on YouTube. I post it uh, before you know the week of the podcast. I think I, yeah, I po- I'm starting to post it on like Monday, and you could ask your questions there or check out my stories on Instagram. You know, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at uh, I do a Barbara. But Marcos Diaz says, I stopped going to the barber shop because no one seems to make uh seems to make my lineup right for me. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Poopy Pants Brown, my man in the building. But that's gonna wrap up, you know, today's podcast, guys. I appreciate you guys for tuning in to the podcast. It was fun. Hope you guys like the new setup of the podcast and enjoy everything that's going on the podcast is going to be fun i might get guests back on the podcast but we will see guys uh i don't i don't want to lie to you guys i don't want to lie but i appreciate y'all for tuning in i'll see you guys next week i hope you guys keep crushing it hammering your goals away checking boxes okay when i mean by checking boxes i mean accomplish accomplishing small goals i know everything might be daunting you might have a big list laundry list of things ahead of you a lot of a lot of these little things or one big thing that you want but then there's a lot of little little feeder cedars that that's feeding off of it where it's like spitting off stuff that you got to do to accomplish that one goal but if you just do think one if you just do one thing at a time you will be okay it's been your man i do it son now i'll holler